On today's episode of Hollyweird Paranormal, me and Bryce share tales of our first paranormal experiences along with two listener stories. What happens when one of our listeners and his wife take a strange hike through the woods only to encounter an eerie silence, but then later discover that someone or something was following them? There are little consequences when playing with a Ouija board. And what happens when you work the graveyard shift? We talk about this and much more on episode 10 of our first paranormal experiences. Hey guys, welcome back to Hollyweird Paranormal. Hello. Hello, we're your host, Tammy Merhef Chavez. I'm Bryce Mitchell Williams. Welcome, and if you're new to our podcast, hola. Hello. Love us. We need your love. We do. <laughs> We're the Tinkerbells of the podcast world. We are. Tinkerbell does. Fly away. <laughs> Clap for us. I know. <laughs> they leave immediately. <laughs> they lasted 13 seconds. Good job. Bye. Unsubscribe. Yeah. So oh, no. you uh, you read it right, guys. We're going to talk about our first time. Mm. I know. Do you remember your first time? I don't have to answer that without a lawyer present. So. Oh, I see. Your first paranormal experience, oh, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was a different podcast. I we do could be remember. That. Well, we, we could. Yeah. You, <laughs> I just leave. Look, booze and brews and one called ghost fucking. It's Ooh. possible. <laughs> I'm intrigued and terrified. I'm not. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yes. So I was telling you right before we started, I have, I'm going to tell my actual first time yeah. and then uh, my scariest one. The one that like really defined my, oh yeah, or like clarified my beliefs a little bit. So, uh, we're going to do a technical, and then we're going to do, like, my full-on, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then I'll tell mine. And we also have two yes. listener stories. Thank you guys for submitting. So cool. I love it. We saved the best for last. Yes. Yeah, so proceed, Bryce. So tell my, me about for, your first time. You know what's weird <laughs> is that my first one is actually more of an alien-type experience. Don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> but it, what it really did for me was that it opened my eyes a little bit to the fact that there were more things than I understood and that there are things that happen that can't be explained. Isn't that scary? And that as someone, I would consider myself a pretty logical person. Mm -hmm. um, when I can't explain something, what happens then? Yeah. And what do you do when your set of like logical rules can't justify what has happened to you and that yeah. sort of disbelief and all that. So uh, I was in high school. And I was driving home with my sister in the car, so she can verify. So tweet her, a live tweet her to make sure this is true. <laughs> um, and to get to our house, we lived pretty far in the country. And to get from our high school uh, to our house, you had to cross a set of railroad tracks, mm -hmm. and then another mile, and then another set of railroad tracks, and then it, our house was like a mile from. So it was. Track, mile, track, mile, house. This was in Ohio, right? This is in Ohio. Okay. Yes. Um, and there's a reason that I bring that up. Otherwise, who cares about the topography of where I grew up? Well, the Midwest is yeah. pretty fucked up with paranormal shit. It's just shit. miles and tracks. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and lots of creepy paranormal activity. And so um, we had passed the first track and we're driving. And over the second track, there's a house right there with these very large pine trees. And many times people in their cars would get hit by trains because it was really difficult to see. Oh, no. So what you, the first track, you could just go over. It was clear. You would be, see a train coming for miles. It was fine. The second one, you really had to slow down, look, make sure that there wasn't a train coming and that you just couldn't see. And it was pretty late in the evening, probably at least 10. Um, I think we were coming home from some kind of rehearsal. And as I had slowed down and we were going across the track and it was completely dark and then in the next second it was completely light. And my first instinct was to swerve the car because I thought we were getting hit by a train. Oh my God. Yes, and I remember. What an experience. And I saw the light and it was, it was all around, because I looked to my sister first because I swerved to the left and looked to the right because that's the direction that the light sort of appeared. Oh, and I looked at my sister and I was so sure we were getting hit by a train. And then my brain started doing that thing where 
it's receiving input so quickly that it's trying to catch up with what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so I realize that it's not that she's backlit. It's as if it turned daylight. I can see her face in complete... It's everywhere. And it's like my brain is trying to process the fact that the light is all around us completely. And F- FYI, guys, Bryce was very straight edge in high school, so mm-hmm. no drugs were ever taken. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. I didn't drink until I was like well into my 20s. And now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I swerve and I get across the tracks and I, right away, are you okay? Are you okay? And she just goes, what was that? Because then it goes pitch black. The car dies. <gasps> the battery completely shuts off. Oh, hell no. And it's pitch black. And that's when I, my brain starts like catching up. And I realize like it literally was as if someone had turned the sun on just in our vicinity and then shut everything off. Oh, my like, goodness. I don't know what happened. Start the car. It starts up. We drive home. And you guys like, are in like shock. You're like trying to run. Shock. We literally thought we were dying because it was that instantaneous that we were like the trains, it's hitting us. It's That's a UFO how, train. Yeah. It was a UFO so, train. <laughs> that in and of itself, weird, but not crazy. Two nights later. Oh, crap. Yep, I know. Doesn't stop. <laughs> um, I had dropped a friend off at her house, and the way that her neighborhood was, you had to cross these same tracks. God damn it. <laughs> Do not go across railroad tracks. What is the deal with railroad I don't, tracks? Yeah. And Can so, someone message us about that? Yeah, so to like get to her uh suburb yeah from like our you had to like go down and then cross the tracks about a mile down from where my sister and i had had that experience oh, crap. so I'm, i dropped her off i'm coming back i'm getting ready to go across the tracks and i'm getting ready to turn left back towards my house and i'm sitting there and i turn to the left sorry i keep turning away from the microphone as if <laughs> i'm okay. sitting in the car um You're having ptsd i really am paranormal ptsd Ooh, and i look to the left and there is a pair of i can't even explain it but there is a person essentially standing about 10 feet to my left in the dark and I had started to pull to the left, and it, it jarred me so much that I swerved my car, and the light catches, and the eyes are hyper-reflective. And, it, and what <laughs> happened was, is that I thought I was seeing, like, the reflective lights that you sometimes, like, those little markers on the side of the road. Yeah. But I, again, my brain realized, like, but they were horizontal to each other, whereas, like, the markers, it's two little vertical circles. Yeah. These are two horizontal eye shapes. Hell That no. are, like, reflective. Hell no. In a, like, shape of a human. And then it just was not Ugh. there. And again, car dies. So now. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's so similar. And I'm, like, freaking out. And I'm alone in the car this yeah. time. And I like speed home and I'm like hysterical. I can imagine you have Amy Grant playing in your oh head. <laughs> By that point I had moved baby, on. Baby. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, and so then the next day there's like this sunset which is just the most unnaturally beautiful sunset I've ever seen. At, up to that point. There was one more but it was like this beautiful beautiful sunset I'm like, you know, you don't really think about the past anymore. Like, mm-hmm. when, you, when you can't explain it, you're just like, that was yesterday. It's fine. I'm over it. And I'm in my kitchen, and my mom just says, what is that? And literally in the sun. So, like, right, we're, like, looking at the sun, essentially. Great. <laughs> There's, like, this dot of, like, just black. And the whole sky is, like, red. I've end never, of days. <laughs> yeah, literally. End of days. And it just, it's like it was in the center of the sun, big enough that I was like, what is that? And then it bleeped like a little, you know those little heart monitor yeah. machines? It was like a slash across oh, the side of the no. sun. And then it was gone. And my mom was like, what was that? And that's when I like lost my mind. I was like, I can't explain why this week has been so crazy. And it's enough things that are t- too interconnected. And so like anytime after that, people were like, do you believe in aliens? I'm like, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Because no, they exist. I don't know how to explain it. 
And I like it's that th- that war within yourself. Like this makes me sound crazy. I can't explain it. The only thing that kind of makes sense is that like why was the technology in my car just being so meddled with by like non? It's not like I like my car never had issues like it was right. just all these things so i do hear a little bit how crazy it sounds but again just these like things that you start chaining together in hindsight and you're like wait a minute like there's too much happening here that i can't explain mm-hmm. and i think for me that was like the start of you know growing up we were always like we believed in like angels and demons like that stuff i always believed in anyway yeah but with that, it was the first time that I was like, there's probably more happening than even I'm, like, willing to admit. Yeah. Because I can't explain it. And that was sort of, like, my opening of my mind. That's insane. Yeah. But that always happens in a lot of these mm-hmm. extraterrestrial t- cases where um, individuals who are in a car, they're mm-hmm. driving along, everything's normal. They see a flash of lights. They um, have recorded saying uh, the car just turned off, it mm-hmm. lost power, or the radio acted funny. Mm-hmm. It happens. I would, I would like it to never happen again. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you notice like if there was like a some sort of weird like lunar eclipse or a rotation or something that was going on? Not that I recall. Again, this is now 40 years ago when I was That's in high school. Insane. Oh, wait, right. Not, it's not how old I am. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no. So, yeah, this was uh, probably around like 2004. 2002 or 3 so no I don't remember any details mm-hmm. in that sense I just remember that it was like this one very specific week yeah um, of like extraterrestrial but uh, the chaos. best the best thing is at least you had uh, you know witnesses you had your sister mm-hmm. with you and then your mom with you the next day and my mom was the one that really freaked me out because my sister and I both like saw it and couldn't explain it I was like, that was yeah. really weird but my mom saying like what is that in the sun yeah because my parents were so not affected by any kind of thing like that so for her my mom to be like also in a sense like verifying what I was seeing mm-hmm. really freaked me out insane oh my god yeah that's so crazy. I know. It's too much. <laughs> I remember you telling me about the story uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And how much it freaked me out. It still freaks me mm-hmm. out. It gives me little chills. Yes. So oh. should I do my big one or should I do I would do, do the big I, one. Okay, great. Do the big one. Great. Let me just segue right into I it. I know. So, and I think the the common themes are eyes. And when other people verify what I'm seeing, it's like I escape the vacuum and it all like starts happening. Yeah. And that's sort of what happened with this story as well. You're lucky because you always had someone with you. I know. Never go without a friend. Never. Buddy system. <laughs> buddy. Um, so then this story, I was in college. Uh, mm-hmm. So a couple years later. And where I went to school was on this really beautiful lake town. This tiny little town in, in Indiana. And it is the pharmaceutical capital or I'm sorry, the orthopedic capital of the world. Mm-hmm. So like five of the top ten pharma or uh, I keep doing that orthopedic companies are based out of Warsaw, Indiana, and so there's a lot of money in this town. And one night, me and two of my friends were walking in like a very nice neighborhood right on the lake with these like big, old, beautiful houses. Mm -hmm. It was summer. It was like this beautiful summer evening on the lake. And we were just like walking and chatting. And there was this specific cul-de-sac. And from that cul-de-sac, you can get to this like big, beautiful field that in the summer had like all of these flowers. And it was like in this like clearing of this woods. And so we were kind of like meandering that way. I was like, oh, this is like kind of nice. We could go and see the field. Like, I'm sure it's really pretty. It's such a nice night. We're just like kind of wandering around. There's not a lot to do when like the only thing in your town that's open past 10 is Walmart. So you kind yeah. of have to like make your own fun. Uh, apparently field walking is where it's at. Field walking. We have Walmart, <laughs> then field walking. Yeah, and then what else, what else is after that? Steak and T- shake? I don't know. <laughs> Cow tipping? Ooh, we're really living the dream. (laughs) Um, And so the three of us are talking, and we get to the actual cul-de-sac. And the way that the trees were, like, you know, there's streetlights. Yeah. It's a pretty nice neighborhood, so it's pretty well lit. Uh Uh-huh. And then the cul-de-sac is covered by these big, beautiful trees, but it's very dark. 
And it kind of is that weird thing where we all stop talking at the same time out of fear or just lull in the conversation. And we're kind of doing a wide loop of the cul-de-sac and coming to this little dirt path between the cul-de-sac and the field. And I was getting ready to say, like, let's go look at the field. Probably, like, nice stars, all of that. Yeah. And the difference in, again, the light. Where we were, it was almost pitch black because of the trees. And Mm. the field was just bathed in moonlight to the point that, like, you could see the detail in the grass. I mean, the moon was so bright. And again, it's like my brain started, whether it's like the instincts inside of you start like fight or flight responsing. Yeah. And I'm just trying to catch up. And so I remember thinking as we like walked a little bit closer towards this path, oh no, there's a log in the way they put a fire hydrant in. And that sentence doesn't make sense until you realize that what had happened is that there was this, literally in denial, (laughs) there was this mass at the edge of the path into the field. Mm. And I, I saw it and it so quickly, it looked like a log blocking the path. And then there was a portion of the mass that stayed on the ground. And a little part of it shot up so that it looked like an L shape. And it kind of did look like a fire hydrant. And then the next thought I had was, is it a deer? Because it went from that shape to the part that had sat up getting a little bit taller. Uh. And it did. It looked like an, a deer like laying down. What? And then, did it have horns? No. It, it was less shaped than that. And oh, again, this shit. is happening in the, like literally a second of like... There's a log. They put a fire hydrant in. Is it a deer? (laughs) That's how fast my brain like was like click, click, click. And it wasn't until later that I realized that the fact that the same thing that I was seeing triggered those three very distinct objects in my mind that quickly that Uh that was not normal. And then from that position, it shot up into the shape of like a man. And when I told you the story, I'm a very, like, I, even now I'm very physical when I tell stories. And I was like, you know, when someone gets off the ground, they might put their hand on their leg or push up off the ground. Or you see the motion journey of a body getting out of a resting position. That's just how our bodies work. We have joints that move in a specific way. And this was like a toaster strudel popping up. It it literally went from, like, a, the neck and head area of what I was perceiving as a deer shot straight up into the shape of a man. And the other thing that I told you when I told you this story is that it was so bright, and yet everything that I was looking at was black. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of a color, but in the sense of it should have been touched by the light, and it was like a void of light. And there was no distinction of clothing like right now I'm wearing a sweatshirt I have headphones on there's things in my if I were silhouetted that you would be like well this is like a man wearing headphones with a hooded sweatshirt he's wearing like you could see outlines of clothing and this looked like uh, a bathroom man had popped up out of the ground there was no distinguishing shape to it it was too tall and there was no light affecting it at all and uh-uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. and run and at this point <laughs> i didn't say because I, I you know it, it happened so quickly and then and all of this and there's still a mound on the ground next uh, to it and it pops up and then without twisting it's as if its whole existence shifted towards us it jolts and as it's looking quote unquote at us that is that motion like almost shocked me because it was so like mechanical and quick in the sense that it was like at an angle to us yeah and then it snapped and it was like facing us directly and that was when i felt my sort of like oh we're in trouble like whatever i just witnessed didn't make sense and it was happening so quickly and i couldn't figure out how the blob was moving and all of a sudden it snapped towards us and i realized like oh, fuck, we're not safe. And thank God my friend just goes, 
what is that? Oh, and hell no. It literally was as if her oh, voice God. broke the spell <laughs> because she said it and it, I started running. I just ran and left my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you so, said your fight or yeah, flight. Yeah, <laughs> and it did. I was like, well, good luck, bitches. Um, no, and I literally, her your great words, friend. <laughs> her words, in essence, broke the spell because I realized I was like transfixed by this thing. Yeah. You're just- I like couldn't look away and like, I didn't realize it until I was sprinting away, and it was as if the world came crashing in around us. Hell fucking no. Because, you know, we were. it was very late at night. It's this quiet summer evening. The neighborhood is completely, and it literally, the lights are going in and out. There's dogs barking on every side of us. There's, like, a person yelling out of their window. And in this, like, very nice, very quiet neighborhood. And all of a sudden, it is like the world, the vacuum broke, and the sound and everything else came rushing in. And we sprinted out of the neighborhood and then, like, another mile to this, like, bridge. And I was so afraid I couldn't even turn my back to where we had run from. I was sitting on the bridge (laughs) clutching, like, the rails, looking... (laughs) Fully expecting something to come out of the darkness at us. It was so terrifying. Oh, my God. And the next day, we, like, combed the newspapers to see if there had been, like, anything discovered in that neighborhood. Is there someone missing a deer? (laughs) (laughs) Which in Indiana is a very real concern. And obviously, like, there was no follow-up to that. Um, There was never any, like... uh, explanation of like what it could have been like oh well there was construction there or there was like it was all just like the three of us being like did we see that was that real what Mm -hmm. just happened um i think we saw a demon yeah uh the reason for that is that the eyes when it snapped to us Mm -hmm. were the color of like burning embers hell no and you know, when when you just see, like, a color, I think that's all you can, like, register. Right. But when you, it's, like, I can tell when you're looking at me because I can see your eyes. Right. When you just sense that something is looking at you and there's nothing to verify that other than, like, the terror that you feel, like, oh, shit, it sees me. Yeah. It, I can't explain or describe that feeling. Did you feel like it was evil or did you? Yes. F- oh, 100%. hell yeah. I, because it's. When you the, know. Like, when it like... turned toward us, it was so, it was such a vicious, violent turn. And I'm like, it, it triggered my, because before I was like trying to figure out, I was like, and I, we were kind of like still slowly like moving, like, what is that? Is it a log? Is it a deer? Like expecting the deer to run away. Like this fire hydrant, like is all those things. When it snapped to us, my body was like, no, we are not safe. This is not normal. <laughs> yeah. And then my friend said that. And it was like that her words were enough. Hell and no. I don't I don't run like no girl. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> and like, I'm like Bye. sprinting out of this neighborhood. So. Yeah. Yes. I could just see you running in your sketchers. <laughs> your I, friend behind. Even worse, I was wearing flip flops. So it's like <laughs> me shuffling out of this neighborhood. <laughs> ridiculous i wonder i wonder if that like that entity was like coming from the woods or if there was some idiot like teenage boy or girl playing with a ouija board in one of those homes i my wouldn't put them. yeah whatever the lump on the ground was was a victim of some kind i don't know what that means but there were definitely two distinct sections of the lump and whatever was on the ground hell no Mm. was not moving was Burn not it. Yeah, Burn it was bad it, it was oh not my gosh good. yeah <laughs> at least you had a buddy with you mm-hmm. that you eventually left yeah thank goodness and so so and happy that if we ever do a ghost tour or anything that will you will leave, leave me i will you will leave, leave me you you will leave me yep, yep. <laughs> and if something happens to me bryce i'll haunt you <laughs> huh. good to know at least we know where we stand <laughs> bitch you left me i love it <laughs> Oh my god! I will haunt your social media. Yeah. I will haunt your phone. I love it. Tammy, I'm really busy right now. Girl, <laughs> get some pants. I will. I will get some. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. Yeah. Right, so you had UFO and demon yeah. and shadow person experience. Yeah. For someone who really doesn't 
at the very least, I don't know what I believe, but I've had some experiences with just like, okay, I can't explain this, and I think it's a demon, and I'm going to go now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It is not great. Well, knock on wood, I haven't had any of those experiences. Mm-hmm. I really haven't seen anything. Really? I've been around things. Like, I felt it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, like, kind of in the corner of my peripheral, or I've heard it, but I haven't, I've never really, like, seen a full apparition or a Wow. Or I, I have seen like a mist, mm-hmm. but I don't want to really like write it off as paranormal. Sure. But um, see, mine, I mean, growing up in New Orleans, I, I've never seen anything. And that was a very haunted city. Mm-hmm. I've been around people who've had many experiences. I grew up around that lore. That's why I'm always obsessed with like mm-hmm. the paranormal. But I moved with my family. Uh, we moved to Houston when I was 12. Okay. And the neighborhood we moved to was in Spring, Texas. It was a cute little neighborhood. It had its own little elementary school park and a little nature trail. And it was a small neighborhood at the time. Now it's like tripled in size. Mm -hmm. I went to school with this girl in elementary school. And her family at the time owned the largest home in the neighborhood. They were one of the wealthiest families in the neighborhood. The girl would be dropped off at school in a limo. That's how wealthy they were. Her father (laughs) was a doctor and her house was like a mansion. It was Mm -hmm. a museum. It was beautiful. It even had a game room. And when I mean game room, it had game, like animal heads. Oh, wow. Because the father was a game enthusiast. Once a year, he would go to Africa, kill some animals, stuff them, take their heads, mount them in this room. It was crazy. He had an elephant head in the freaking home. That's how insane it was. That seems illegal. But the (laughs) crazy... Question mark, question mark. The craziest part is... Their home was built several yards away from a little graveyard. The neighborhood was built around this graveyard that dated back to the early 1800s. It belonged to a family that first settled on the land. So Mm. this little graveyard was always fenced away from, you know, Mm -hmm. the public. But, Mm -hmm. you know, little teens and kids would always break in and try to, you know, summon the sparrows. (laughs) But um, it it was amazing how, like around this little graveyard were homes. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was in school with her, she would always like tell me crazy stories, like share with me all her crazy tales. Um, she's seen full body apparitions. There was one night where she woke up and she saw a man knocking on her window mm. in a top hat and mustache. And I even remember my sister and I, we were in Girl Scouts. Her troop went to research on the graveyard because they um, once a year the Girl Scout troop of that area would go in and you know do the maintenance and they would do a little research it was sweet and they would do research my sister came home and she was like hey is this the guy that so and so saw she pulls out a picture it's a guy with a mustache and a top fucking hat dude (laughs) I showed my friend the picture and um, she freaked out she's like that's the guy that I saw on I saw that one night out in my window and her room is on the second floor. Mm. Like <laughs> it was intense. And her brother saw the same person one night when he was at home with his girlfriend, they were watching movies. He saw a full body apparition of a man in a morning suit, top hat and mustache walk through this little play area that was in the backyard. And he thought someone was like lost or it was someone breaking into their home. Oh no, God. he walked, he like walked through the little playhouse and disappeared. Maybe he just really wanted Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Probably. Oh god. But he was heading towards the direction of the graveyard. Oh my god. It was insane. And I remember even like visiting her house, spending the night there. You could see the graveyard um, quite clearly if you're on the second level of the home. Um, you could see it a little bit clearly if you're in the first level, mm-hmm. but it was right there. Now a lot of the activity ceased when the family decided. Or the neighborhood decided to build another fence um, that separated the land between their house and the graveyard. Mm-hmm. So it, a lot of it did cease. Mm. But every now and then, like, she would still share stories with me at school of, like, oh, well, you know, I was in, I was studying and I heard the blow dryer go on. And, or I would wake up and for some reason, the blinds in my room were all open when I know for a fact I closed them the night before. No. Yeah, it was like little things like that. So um, this was like my first big experience in the house that Mm -hmm. really scared us. So uh, I was a junior in high school. She had already transferred to another high school, but we were always like in touch and still friends. So one evening she invites me over to her house. 
um, we go out shopping. We had dinner with her mom. Her father and her brothers were away on their on their hunting trip, their annual mm-hmm. hunting trip in Africa, and they weren't due back for another five days. So we get home. We change into our jammies. Her mom goes to sleep around 9, 930, and we stayed up watching movies. Now, the way her house was kind of set up on the first, second level, we were watching movies on the second floor mm-hmm. loft. In order to get to the loft, one of the ways you could get to the loft is through the study. So the study had two entrances in the first level. There were these two French doors. You can only lock them in the inside. So rich people know (laughs) the issues. Um, We locked ourselves inside the study and we turned off all the lights. We go up this little metal staircase. It's a spiral metal staircase that takes you to the second floor loft that grants you access to the second floor rooms. Mm -hmm. So we were in the loft. We're watching movies. It's already 2.30. We're like, we have we have enough energy for a second one. Yeah, let's do it. So as she's popping the tape inside the VHS, because at that time, yeah, we were watching VHS. Living in the 90s. We were. Um, I asked her, I was like, have you, has anything else happened in the house? And she said, surprisingly, no. And I, I then responded to her with, um, well, maybe they for- forgot about you guys. Mm-hmm. And we started laughing and I'm not even kidding. Right after we laughed, we heard what sounded like books falling onto the ground. It sounded like someone grabbed or pushed a bunch of books from the table and they just like, you can hear the collapse onto the ground. And I remember seeing books on the table, but they were nicely organized Mm -hmm. on the table. They weren't on the edge or anything. They were just like nicely arranged. And we just looked at each other. Like, we had looks of terror. Like, what the fuck was that? Hmm. Did you set the alarm? Yeah. Could it, okay. And I was thinking, is your does your mom sleepwalk? No. Okay. What about cats? You have three cats. Where are they? They're all outside. No. Oh, fuck. And, and then we started to hear what sounded like footsteps coming up the metal staircase. She looks at me again, grabs my arm. It's like this look of, I know what the fuck is going on. We're getting out of here. She grabs my arm. We go through the um, guest room and then we go straight into her room. We shut the doors behind us. We lock ourselves in her room. We're just like trying to catch our breath, trying to figure out and process what the fuck we just heard. And I'm just thinking, okay, could it be someone that was in the house? No, you know, they had a fancy alarm system. There was sensors. I mean, we could have heard a sensor go off, the alarm go off. I'm like, okay, but your brothers and your dad, they don't come back for another five days. Like, we have your mother downstairs. Like, we got to go check on her. We have to figure this out. We got to, like, MacGyver Nancy Drew this (laughs) shit right now. Yes. Her brother's room, fortunately, was right next to hers. In order to get to it, you go through her bathroom. They shared a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Her brother... um played sports he was a big baseball um enthusiast so he had baseball bats in his room so she grabs a baseball bat i grabbed the phone and the hairspray i could like i was just thinking like okay what 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 would macgyver do what would he do wwmd (laughs) i know i was thinking well i could spray the if there's an attacker or a robber i could spray him in the face you could whack him over the head i have the phone i could 911 this thing yeah so um we decide to go down the stairs we turn on all the lights to the living mm-hmm. room everything's fine um in order to turn on you can also turn on the lights in the studio um the study from outside so we turned on the lights there's nothing nothing there of course there's nothing at that point we just ran um yeah. but the most eerie part is there was nothing on the ground no there's nothing on the ground so we check on her mom her mom's fine, passed out. We turn on all the lights in the freaking house. We do a sweep, nothing. Everything is in its place. We look outside, the cats are outside. Nothing, nothing's there. So we're just scratching our heads. Okay, we don't have to call the cops. We turn off all the lights, we head upstairs. Okay, we gotta go check the loft. We gotta no. check the rooms, we gotta do this. She's like, I don't know, I'm like, I don't wanna like go to sleep and have some stranger or some idiot who was hiding in this house like attack us. Uh-huh. So we go through the rooms, nothing. We go through the loft, nothing. We enter the loft and then go down the staircase to the study. Nothing is on the ground. Nothing oh is God. on the floor of the study. All the books are in its place. They're all on the shelves. The books that I remembered the that were like nicely and neatly placed on the table, they're all there. Mm-mm. There was nothing there. We were just like, what could that have been? And I asked her, I'm like, like, do you ever hear any strange shit that happens in here? She's like, no. 
So, it, I mean, we just couldn't go to sleep mm-hmm. that night. It was 3.30 in the morning. We just, like, could not no. go to sleep. So we just stayed up, talked. I think we probably got at least an one hour sleep. <laughs> but, I mean, that really really did scare the crap oh my God, the out fact of us. That was coming up the stairs. That is what oh God. No. she looked at me, she had this look. There was another occurrence that happened to us that was kind of like that, but she she had this look of mm-hmm. I know what that is, get the fuck out. Oh god, that's so scary. Yeah. It was it was a little intense, but like now we laugh about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, yeah, remember that time? We're, don't talk about it. <laughs> no, I don't. No, yeah. no but I, I noticed like even the thing that occurred afterwards too, we had two other girls with us um, when we talked about it and laughed about it is when it came back to like mm. to like cause some trouble. Like, hey, bitches, I'm don't still here. Don't forget me. Yeah. yeah oh. Forever here kind of thing. Gross. Yeah. Gross, 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 gross. Yeah, it's intense. It was insane. So yeah, that was our first kind of unexplainable experience i mean there was nothing that we could mm-hmm. validate to for the reason why we heard those things occur in the stu- in the study Ugh. but it was scary like i i legit heard footsteps mm-hmm. coming up that staircase i heard it with her and that look that she had i will never forget it so Ooh, that God, was my so first scary. paranormal story <laughs> oh my god that's so scary <laughs> so we shared you um guys our first paranormal experiences we have a few that were shared with us. Yes. So we have two stories here. Bryce, you have one? Yes, I do. Who's it by? Uh, this is from Jonathan, and it's called Silence in the Woods. Jonathan, your name in Spanish is Juanathan. Ooh. I know. We're very... <laughs> very... Multicultural. Cultural. I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Silence Ooh. in the Woods. Ooh. Hey, I really enjoy the show. I saw your Instagram post about sharing paranormal experiences and wanted to share this personal one with you. Share away. A few years ago, my wife, brother-in-law Sam, and I took our four dogs on a walk to Sweetwater Creek State Park here in Metro Atlanta. The park is entrenched in Cherokee Native history, who were upended and sent upon the Trail of Tears. Yes, a horrible time. (laughs) As well as Civil War history. There is a museum with many artifacts from both times on display, as well as massive ruins from the old textile factory that was destroyed during Sherman's March and destruction of Atlanta. A real fascinating place, as well as a hotbed for paranormal activity. I mean, how could it not be? Um, That is layers of paranormal cake. Bad juju layers. Contrary to these last few statements, none of these events were on our minds when we set out to take our dogs on a walk. Good. That would be a very sad walk. (laughs) (laughs) yes challenge we'll accept it i love it there are several hiking trails to choose from ranging from easy the most popular to strenuous rarely traveled since we were wanting to let our dogs off their leash we chose the latter a trail titled the yellow trail this particular trail is separate from all the other trails brings us over a large bridge into the woods and up a steep rocky hill Halfway up the hill, my wife and I let our dogs off their leash and allowed them to chase after my brother-in-law while we held back. It was mainly an experiment to see how far they'd go before they realized we weren't with them. Turns out that they would go on forever. My wife and I continued hiking up the hill, talking about how surprised we were that the dogs never turned around to see if we were following, as they're rather loyal, or at the very least have come back to find us. We had finally crested the top of the hill and started to become a little worried that we couldn't hear nor see Sam and our dogs. Mm. Not only that, a strange, eerie silence seemed to fall all around us. (laughs) No birds, no trees rustling, no scampering about, just my wife and my feet walking along the trail. It almost felt like our ears were clogged by how silent the woods had become. We began to call after our dogs as well as out to Sam, all to no avail. The atmosphere felt thick and heavy when not a few minutes before it was a crisp autumn morning. We got to a point in the trail where we could look down the hill and see parts of the trail that we would eventually get to. And there, sitting on a bench, was my brother-in-law and our dogs. Oh, good. I was so I was like, no, the dogs. Leave dogs out of it. Oh, my God. When you get dogs involved. I know. Man. My wife called down to him in frustration, asking if he heard us calling to him, to which he replied that he hadn't. On hearing her voice, our dogs whipped around as if they didn't even know that we were there and happily ran up the slope to greet us. Oh, immediately, I know that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> immediately, it was like the fog had lifted. Nature sounds came flooding back in. The atmosphere felt clear, and we had our dogs back. Yay! We called down to Sam that we were going to continue on the trail and for him to wait there for us to come around to him. 
Everything went well until we got to Sam, who asked my wife who that man was that was standing with us at the top of the trail. Stop. No. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, you know, my favorite murder oh. had stated this. This is a saying from their, from their, from their podcast is never go into the woods. <laughs> never go into the woods. I've never been what scared ne- to finish a sentence before, and that just terrified me. I know. I read it, and I was like, wait, let oh me go back. God. What an effing mother of F. <laughs> oh, my God. I, well, my mouth is so tingly right now. Okay. <laughs> Everything went well until we got to Sam, who asked my wife who that man was that was standing with us at the top of the trail. Stunned, we answered that there wasn't a man with us and proceeded to tell him about our experience on the trail and how quiet it had become and that if there had been a man, we most certainly would have seen or heard him, especially if he were as close to us as my brother-in-law said he was. I honestly don't think I can finish this email. Okay. Regardless of our denials, he insisted that there was an older man with a long gray beard standing with us at the top of the trail. I'm sure if the friend was like, peepaw. Oh right. no! <laughs> like, who's the old? Who's the old dude? I. <laughs> I literally. I know when I when I was reading this, I, I just had to like do a double take. I'm I'm like I'm gonna start from this this paragraph. What? Oh my god! <laughs> Bryce I, cannot I like finish like, it. Shocked. Okay, Jonathan, if this Brittany, is a scary story. <laughs> if Brittany can get through 2007, I can we get, can get through, through this email. This email, okay. Bryce, I'm with you. Needless to say, our experience, (laughs) coupled with the history of the park, most definitely had to have been paranormal. I'm shocked that my wife and I weren't even scared, and how could you not? I mean, you brave souls. (laughs) And have since gone back in hopes to replicate... No! Oh my god! In hopes to replicate the situation, which has yet to happen, sadly. I hope you enjoyed my tale in the woods. Sincerely, Jonathan. That's an understatement. I think we... (laughs) Stop trying to replicate it. No. Oh my god. I'm so terrified for you i mean the silence is what's scarier it's 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 the silence in the woods and then the fact that you just noticed like no one else was around you and then you had another person you know validate hey there is another person behind like i could see a full body oh my god i like image of a man with a beard that is following you so crazy Uh uh-huh you need to find a better hiking trail yeah (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Nix that one out of your list. But that totally, that's so funny that this is the first one we read because that feeling of, like, the world rushing back in, it's almost like a void. It is. And then the world, like, back. Yes. And all of a sudden, you're hyper aware of, like, every sound and all, like, that resonates with me so much of just, like, then all of a sudden we hear all these birds and all the Mm -hmm. chatter and the forest. It's like it refills the vacuum. Yes, I. Oof. It, it's it. That's a good way to put it. It's like a vacuum. Um, I even responded to to our Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I um because I read about this. I read something about this a long time ago, and I mentioned something about it's a panic mm-hmm. or a God's pan, and it's spelled like P A N I C. It's a panic that or a feeling that ensues in a person when they enter the woods that were, I guess, inhabited by Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And Native American folklore once stated, and they, it's in it's in the books that um, there are gods and spirits of the woods and animals, and they worshipped them and respected mm-hmm. them. And there are times where um, these spirits of the woods would uh, set a panic in mm-hmm. whoever entered it, and that panic would cause them to leave the woods if they meant to do the woods heart harm. And another thing, too, the silence, you know, that's also a second kind of uh, uh, episode that happens with the panic because um, it's like all it's like a void. They're entering a void and that void is the the heart, the main membrane of that of like whatever, I guess, spiritual Mm -hmm. energy is around them. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's what they pretty much set foot into. They experience panic that is insane it's i was like i was so excited when i read (laughs) that is not the first adjective that i would pick but yes (laughs) 
Oh my god. I'm having like a full on meltdown right now. It's even like stated in some of the Lord of the Rings books too. Like something like this happens Mm -hmm. when some of the characters go into like a wood like forest, Mm -hmm. like they have a panic. So it's it's scary. That was a really good story. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Don't go hiking. (laughs) I think we can all agree that's the moral of the story. That's intense. Never going to the woods. Never going to the woods. I mean even I mean they had buddies, they had dogs. That's intense. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. So, I just went on a journey. <laughs> and you came out of that. I did it. All right. Our second, we have two little short stories Yay. here from our listener and fan, Erica Schultz. Hi. She's so sweet. We do communicate back and forth on Instagram. She's really awesome. So she sent us two little stories. So her first experience, one of them is um, one experience I was made the mistake of playing with a Ouija board. Oh, Erica. Girl, don't do it. Sweet, beautiful fool. (laughs) No. You don't do it. Oh. Um, It was the middle of the summer and it was hot. Two fingers on my left hand were on the planchette. The nail beds on my fingers were turning purple, and a friend who was watching us touched the top of my hand. She said it felt. Uh, she said it felt like my left hand had been a freezer. Ugh. At the same time, I was having pain from my wrist to my elbow. I believe that whatever or whoever we were communicating with somehow was responsible for that. No. That, yeah, dot, dot, dot. No. Watch the movie Veronica. Yeah. Just, just watch it. <laughs> well, and temperature is such a, like, that's one of the things that I feel like always. You kind never of, forget. Like, yeah. You walk into these, like, cold spots, and that is such yeah. a common, like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It, oh, don't do it. No. <laughs> you just don't do it. You don't play with Ouija boards. But, yeah, oh. she was like, I made the mistake, you know, sure. never again. But, I mean, she was lucky. She got out unscathed. I mean, Thank she goodness. felt, she had the feels, but. Thank goodness nothing stayed with her. Oh, my goodness. Number two. Oh. <laughs> this is a short one. I work as a security guard. I was doing uh, mobile patrols, and one of the businesses that I was locking up sometimes had a weird, had weird things happen. One night while locking up, I was on the second floor heading down a hallway to check the last door. The rest of the building was already locked, and I was the only one there. I saw the door in front of me open by itself. Mm-mm. It slowly opened halfway, stayed there for about one minute, and slowly closed. No. Yeah. A courteous ghost. A courteous ghost. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Um, I stood there and watched it. I walked up to the door to check it. It was locked. Mm. Couldn't debunk it. Hope you enjoy. Erica Schultz. Oh, my God. That's That's intense. To me... When you're a security guard, yes. you're doing the graveyard shift. Yes. In every sense of the word graveyard shift, you don't know what is coming out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You don't know what's there with you when you think you're by yourself. That's insane. The, oh, man. I'm going to not be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I know. I know. That's that's crazy. These stories were wonderful. Thank you so I much, guys, that. for submitting yes. them. We really do appreciate it. And guys, if you do have any stories that you would like to share with us, don't hesitate to email them to us at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. We love to receive these stories. Um, me, not so much. Bryce. Uh, I would say, you can send us your stories and then I will freak out during them. It's amazing. It's a really fun game. You said it yourself. If Brittany could survive 2007, you can survive so- this little stories okay jonathan you really have like given me an experience i've never i've never (laughs) been afraid of written i wish there was a camera i wish i could record your facial expressions i got afraid of an email (laughs) i I really can check that off my bucket list today i did something that's insane (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for tuning in to holly weird paranormal you can find us and stalk us at instagram at holly weird paranormal and Facebook at Hollywood Paranormal. We're also on Podbean, Podbay, Podknife. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you find us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a little review. Give us some readings. Give us some words. They really do help mm-hmm. us indie podcasters yes. out. You can also find us on Twitter at HWP Podcast. We also have one very important spiritual bay I want to do a Yay. shout out to. That is Liz Sauer from Ghost in the Bird. Love it. 
Okay, like after this, after listening to this, go listen to her. I know. <laughs> you think that these were scary? Let me tell you about Liz Sowery. Oh. Homegirl is the housewife from Wellesley, Massachusetts. She actually records on her, she has a blog, she records stories from that town, from people of the town, like ghost stories, actual wow. ghost stories. They're they're intense. That's insane. It's it, You know, I thought Hollywood was crazy. Wellesley, Massachusetts is crazy. I love it's it. It's crazy. Or she calls it the swells. Oh, my God. I feel like that's a reality show that's in I'd the watch. works. Yeah. Liz, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> but much props to her. I really enjoy, you know, chatting with her cool. on social media. She's dope as F. Yes. So, yeah. So, definitely check her out ghost in the burbs so she is our biggest bae well thank you guys so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed these stories don't forget to say hi to us on social media and just drop a line on our gmail okay yay and we'll be back soon to deliver a big big final story yes Bryce you want to tell them what it is yes our season finale yes Yes. we are going to do the mother of all actresses yes the one the only Marilyn Monroe yes yes (laughs) yeah we definitely we touched on her a little bit oh that was a teaser it was a teaser Mm -hmm. kind of unexpectedly because that's the thing is she is rife with paranormal there's so much conspiracy oh yeah there's so much U.S. history as you were talking about I mean it's the Kennedys it's her acting it's the Strasburg school it's her final days it's the drug conspiracy it's her hauntings it's everything Everything. it's so juicy we cannot end this season without that episode Mm -hmm. and the reason why we have to take a little hiatus is because uh, we have to deal with a lot of students at our job and because I'm terrified of emails now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce has had a very interesting time he at needs, work. He needs some, time. he needs some time. But it's um, usually April, part of April, mm-hmm. and all the way through May. It's very intense at our job. Yes. And if we're going to do an episode, we want to make sure that we have everything well-versed in research. Mm-hmm. You guys know you always have to be prefer- prepared, and we, we just have to be focused for that. And we just want to make sure that, you know, We'll come back to you guys mm-hmm. with even juicier stories. Yes. So we'll be back in June. Trust me, we will be because yes. summer for us is like chill. Yeah. So chill. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and stay weird. Bye. Bye.